Hey guys, before we get into the episode, it blows my mind that we're launching another podcast. And this time, I actually want to feature you guys as a guest. Now, if you're a six-figure entrepreneur who has your own podcast and you listen to the show, I actually want to interview you on our brand new podcast, which is called Six Figure Podcast Rebels. You just need to go to www.top100interview.com and you can apply to get featured. All right, guys, back to the show. Well, I can assure you, if you want to be the leader of a community and an entrepreneur and have team, you cannot be afraid of responsibility. I have a lot of responsibility and pressure on me every single day, but it's something that I've asked for. Have you ever looked at yourself in the mirror and thought, wow, I really thought I'd be further ahead by now? If so, you are not alone. I've spent the last two years traveling the globe looking for the answers. The problem is, it's fear of failure that was holding me and so many of you back. I realized that no one was telling the real story of entrepreneurship. So I flew to the US, decided to face my fear and go all out to build my million dollar business completely from scratch. But the real question is, how will I do it? Join me on my journey and find out as we build our online tribe and share the internet's top marketing secrets. My name is Jamie Atkinson and this is the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement. what's going on guys welcome back to the entrepreneur junkie movement podcast i'm super excited to bring you an amazing guest today and what i've really enjoyed about my guest recently is that no longer am i just speaking to people from the other side of the world who i've never met i love these amazing individuals and uh, people who are really successful i've actually met in person and our guest today i was hanging out with her at funnel hacking live literally just a couple of weeks ago so i'm really excited to introduce you to her today um She's actually an incredible entrepreneur. She's had some amazing accomplishments. She's a two comma club winner, a number one international best-selling author. But more importantly, she's a mom of three. She's a self-proclaimed time management guru. She literally puts Tim Ferriss's The 4-Hour Workweek to shame. And she's living a life that only many of us could dream of. Uh, she doesn't subscribe to that whole hustle mentality. Gary Vee isn't anywhere in the picture. And actually, today, she's maybe going to share about how she's taking her life on the road with an RV. Please welcome my wonderful guest today, Lauren Golden, the free mama. How's it going? Oh gosh, that was fantastic. I love how you just put that together. Thank you for having me here. I'm so excited to share what I'm up to. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm excited because one thing that I really loved um, after connecting with you in person, Lauren, is that you're clearly such an authentic person. But what I love about you is that you have this amazing community. You clearly care a lot about them. Um, everybody that I meet who talks about you and talks about your community um, really emphasizes and the word that comes up a lot is very heartfelt and genuine. And, and I really love that because I personally um, um, have a lot of aspirations to continue to grow a business like that. And before we get started into the interview, because I've got a whole ton of things I would love to ask you about. For anybody that doesn't really know Lauren Golden or doesn't understand about what the Free Mama movement is all about, could you just give us like a one minute introduction and tell us a little bit about what you got going on? Totally. I'll give you a one-liner. So my name is Lauren Golden. I'm the founder of the Free Mama and the Free Mama Movement. And I help moms free themselves from the nine to five to start a successful freelancing business from home and live a totally awesome guilt-free life. So you can tell, you can unpack that a little bit. Um, obviously, I, I, I teach moms. Most of them end up becoming virtual assistants, but I show moms the path 
less common. Um, I show them, I introduce them to this world of virtual careers and being able to make money from home um, in a way where you're really doubling down on yourself and your own strengths and your own skill sets, uh, hopefully developing new ones and really stepping into your own confidence and power, which you know, it, it was something I was very aware of before I started this, but after working with thousands of women, um, it, it never ceases to amaze me how much of that has actually been lost when these women became mothers. You know, they, they almost lost that part of their identity from, from the earlier version of themselves that maybe was, you know, in that corporate career or that powerhouse woman or that woman with the college degree who maybe has been home now for 20 years. And so there, there's a lot beyond just making money from home. Obviously, that's what leads them in. Um, but what I found is that through the Free Mama community, we're able to make them be more confident and believe in themselves in all aspects of their life. And so it changes marriages, it changes their relationship and the example they're setting for their kids and um, shows them that really they can do anything they want to do, which is pretty cool. Wow. I love that. And, and it's really interesting because a lot of the time, the whole principle of become an entrepreneur is often framed in money, right? People are like, Oh, do it to make more money. But what I love about what you just said was that it's very much about you helping them to find that inner confidence and, and feeling like they're in that position where they're just kicking butt again, which is great. Right. Cause I know, you know, from my sisters, cause both of them, um, they don't have kids, but one of the things that, you know, especially my older sister, she's like, wow, like I'm really scared about when I have kids about the fact that I'm not going to have this career that I love and I have all of this energy in and what am I going to have to give up? to have the other thing. Um, so tell me a little bit of the history behind Free Mama. Like how long have you guys been in business and, and when did it all start? Uh, such a good question. So as you were talking, the world that, word that comes to mind for me is control. There's a lot of stuff in this world that we can't control. And that's actually really the foundation of my story and how I got started as kind of the OG Free Mama was I'm super type A. I'm a planner. I love getting stuff done. Like that's just, that's who I am. That's how I'm wired. I'm super CEO minded, like, ah, oh, project, oh, get it done. Like make it good. Um, and that's how I am. But I was working a nine to five. Um, I grew up with a stay at home mom. I always thought that's what motherhood would look like for me. It did not. We required two incomes to provide for our family and, and not lose our house. And so that was the reality for me. But I, I realized through that process, which was an, an emotional one, that I actually love working. I'm super driven. I'm very ambitious. I don't hate money, like all these things. And I, I was really feeling like a failure. I felt like I was not showing up like the mom that I wanted to be. By the end of the day, I was just tired, you know, as we are. I felt really overwhelmed. Uh, my marriage was not in the best years of, of its history because um, my husband came last. I had these two tiny humans who needed me. Um, and, and I was giving my best hours and most of my energy to someone else. And I just was sick of it. And I kind of knew there had to be something else out there. And so I tried a lot of different things. I always say, if you Google how to make money from home, yes, I've tried all of those. Um, <laughs> and it wasn't until I realized that, that I could basically be a freelancer, independent contractor, virtual service provider, small business owner, you can call it whatever you want. Um, W9er, like whatever, that, that I really realized, oh my, like I can, this is accessible to me. I have a computer, I have the internet, like I can do this, um, but I, I'm a planner. And I was not a natural risk taker. Like I feel like a lot of, a lot of like natural born entrepreneurs are. And so it was really scary. And so the free mama really was founded. Like, like I said, I want to help women take control over the things in life they can control. Unfortunately, there are things in life that, that are outside of our control. And that's how the free, that's how I took the leap 
from freelancing on the side and being terrified to go full time, even though I was miserable, to walking in and quitting my job. And what happened for me in my life is that we had a miscarriage and it was completely unexpected. Um, we knew we were pregnant, which actually was also unexpected, um, but we went in for an appointment and it just, it rocked our whole world. We had no idea anything was wrong. And you know, it was a huge loss and it was very emotional and I felt very alone. And I actually heard this voice from God or the universe or whatever you believe, but I, or I'm crazy, but I actually heard a voice that literally was like, what's your plan now? And it just reminded me like that the, the miscarriage was outside of my control, but the fact that I was staying miserable in my life was completely in my control and I wasn't doing anything about it. And it was this huge wake up call. Um, and so I went and quit my job. I freelanced for a few years. Um, I got pretty good at it. Within my first year, I actually had more than replaced my income from my nine to five, working literally half the hours I had been when I was full-time employed. Um, and so then people kind of started to notice in this day of social media, like my neighbors would be like, what are you doing? And friends from high school would send me a message on Facebook, like, could you like tell me more about this thing? And so that seed was planted about oh my gosh, I could actually, like, maybe the whole free mama, maybe this isn't about me. Like, maybe this is actually something I'm meant to go share with the world. And so I always say, you know, I didn't know five years ago I was going to create a course. That's not what I set out to do. I didn't know I was going to be a coach. In fact, I resisted coaching even after I had hired my coach. She's like, you're going to go coach people. And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm making a course. And she's like, yeah, you're going to have to like also help them. And I'm like, no, like I really did. I had a lot of resistance. So this wasn't something this wasn't something I picked. This was something that picked me based on what I like to say is a mission. Like my mission is to make sure every mom knows that they don't have to choose between family and financial stability. That's the mission of the free mama. And my business started with that. I knew it. I just didn't know what it looked like yet. And once I had learned that, I felt an obligation to teach other moms what I had learned too. Wow. That's super amazing. And one thing that I, what I really love about that is that you've walked the walk of the path that you're taking people down. And uh, what, what is probably the thing that you love the most about the type of business that you've got now? Because obviously if you're a big community person, that's a huge aspect of your business and why a lot of people are drawn to you. What do you love about um, the business that you have right now? Oh, that is such a great question. What do I love about the business that I have now? Everything. I love that <laughs> I, like for the last two years, like not one thing I do feels like work. I love that what I do now feels like it um, changes people's lives instead of just, even when I'm like working on a funnel, which yes, I still like to build my own funnels. I have someone else make them look pretty, but like, I love that stuff. And I, I love that. I love that I get to control. And this was true of freelancing too. I love that I get to control the people I work with, the people that I surround myself with. I love that I get to control what I work on and it's a constant evolution, right? What I was doing in my business two years ago, two and a half years ago, maybe before I had any team. Oh, to answer your question, I start, I made my very first course sale in December of 2017. So yeah. I hired my coach in September of 2017. So technically that's when we started. That's when the credit cards started racking up. Um, <laughs> but I didn't make my first sale until December of 2017. So, and I had no team. I, I mean, I started everything by myself. So. I, for better, for worse, like that's where I was at. I had no more money. I 
couldn't outsource anything. So I did my own ads. I did my own copy. I did my own email marketing. I built my own funnels. I set up my own Stripe accounts. Like I did, I, I built my own course. I did my own video edit. I did everything because that was where I was at in my life. I had to, I, you know, I always say we either have time to give or money to give. And at the time I had to choose time. Now I'll never choose time again, which is a different conversation. But, um, I love, I love the people that my community attracts. So last year, 2019, um, I actually traveled to a different state every single year to do meetups. I made zero money off of this. I actually lost quite a bit of money, like by the time you include like airfare and whatever. Um, but I loved it. And for me, it brought the, the money had already come to my business and it's interesting. Like a lot of times we start a business for money, even a mission heart centered business. Like I mean, I'm not just working hard to save the world. I would have started a nonprofit if that was my goal, right? Like it's still a business, but you learn really quickly that the money is not fulfilling. And so I knew that logically, but once I started to feel it, I had to actively find the fulfillment in my business. And I knew for me, because I do, I love people that I had to literally go out and meet the people. So I'm grateful for a day and age where I can have an entire career on the internet just because I have Wi-Fi and a computer, but like, I have to bring the humanity to what I do because that's where I find fulfillment is hearing their stories and hearing their challenges and being able to serve them and hug them and do all of these things. So um, I, I love everything about my business. That was the worst. That's like when you go to a job interview, you know, for those of you still going to job interviews and they're like, what's your biggest weakness? And you're like, well, I'm like too organized and committed and you try to pull it off like a weakness. I'm like such a horrible answer, but it's true. I do. I love that. I have built a business that is able to grow and evolve as I do and serves other people. I think it's, I think it's exciting when you talk about that, because I think a lot of people would love to have a community and would love to have people around them. And a lot of people have a lot of hesitation and a lot of fears and a lot of, you know, feelings that sometimes they're not good enough or they're not able to walk that walk. Um, what would you say to somebody who's in that position where maybe they are selling a service right now? Maybe they would love to have a community, but are too scared to take that first step. You know, maybe the example you gave of like, moms who are VA managers and working for businesses, like what would be your advice to be able to take that step? And, and is that right for everybody? Um, I would say it's definitely not right for everybody. I, I'm actually quoted in a podcast interview from June of 2017. Remember, I told you I hired my coach in September 2017. I am quote because a free mama pointed this out to me and I was like, oh, that's embarrassing. In June of 2017, I said, I will never have team. I don't want the responsibility. Less than one year later, I had three people on my team. So the point there is never say never, <laughs> but no, it's not for everybody. And for where I was at that time in my life, that's not what I wanted. When I first started freelancing, I wasn't looking to make a million dollars. I was looking to get away from my job. That's where I was at. How can I replace my income? But if you're and for some of you, that might be enough. I actually, where was I just recently? I was talking to a couple of women who are in their like mid forties and it, and, and so just for like, this isn't an ageist conversation. I'm just trying to, so I'm like in my early thirties, I have young kids. They're like mid forties. And the conversation for them was this woman approached me and she knows what I do. She doesn't really want to be a VA, but she's like sick of the corporate and her exact words were, I just want to work and have no extra responsibility. Well, I can assure you, if you want to be the leader of a community and an entrepreneur and have team, you cannot be afraid of responsibility. I have a lot of responsibility and pressure 
on me every single day, but it's something that I've asked for. I have chosen it. I step into it constantly. Five years ago, there was no way I was ready for that, nor did I want it. And these women were there at the, and they're like, that, that I was having this conversation with, they're sending their kids off to college. Like they're just coasting till retirement. Like that's not who they are. It's not what they want. Who knows? Maybe something will change for them in five years. But I think you like, no, it's not for everybody. Or maybe it's just not for you right now. And that's okay. But I'm, I think one of the reasons I've been successful is because I, I'm always intentional. I never make a decision without asking myself why I'm doing it. What's the purpose? What's the end game? What's the result? Like, let's start here and then we'll go back to the beginning of the conversation and move forward. I'm like, and, and this is like my coaching style too, which I always say, like, I think people just don't like it, even though they keep showing up for more. I answer almost every question with another question. Like, I don't know that I ever actually answer a question. Like <laughs> someone will ask me a question. I'll be like, cool. Tell me more about like, what is, and what is this? Like, and what, is whatever. And I'm like, because I always, I have to know what's under it. And so do that for yourself. Like ask yourself why, cool. Why? Cool. Why? Like, and keep going deeper. And I think when you become more intentional, you'll really uncover what it is that you're after right now. And then allow yourself to evolve because again, I've been caught on, on camera evolving and it's okay. Yeah. And you said it again in February, 2020, and we can quote you as quite a long time <laughs> in 2017 as well. So that's definitely fun. Why do you think, cause this is a really interesting conversation about purpose, right? It's like, well, why am I chasing these aspirations? And I see a lot of entrepreneurs getting swept up in the race to a million dollars when it might not necessarily be what they want. Why do you think that happens to so many people? Russell Brunson. No, I'm just kidding, but not really. Um, but it's brilliant what he's done. And I will say I was one of them. Like I'm in the ClickFunnels community. I was very aware, well aware of the two comma club award. And I think it is both. I think when you get on the other side of it, you're almost like mad at it. Like, I don't know. I can't let's unpack this a little together. Shall we? So it gives you something to strive for. So before we actually started recording, you said, Hey, Lauren, tell me about your goals. And I said, well, it's really interesting. I'm going to have to think about that because a part of my story, and I don't say this to brag, I really don't. It's come with a lot of complications. In 2018, I worked super hard, super strategic, right? Like work harder or smarter, not harder, super strategic. And in that year, I accomplished goals that were lifetime goals in one year. I hit two comic club. I wrote my first book. It helped hit number one bestseller. Like all of these things that I'm like, I had thought about writing a book since I was a little girl and all of a sudden it was written and I was like, who am I? Like, what is happening? Like it's, it's almost overwhelming. And so the award is important because of what it signifies and it doesn't signify that you made a million dollars. And I would almost even argue in my particular business with my pricing structure, it also doesn't signify a thousand women's lives. It does. It does both of those things. It means a million dollars. It means a thousand people's lives. Like that. Yes, those things are true. But for me, when I, and I keep looking over here, people listening, can't see me looking, but I keep looking cause it's on the floor right next to me. My husband hasn't hung it up yet. Um, it's right next to me. And I keep looking at it because, and the reason that I flew all the way to Nashville, the reason I went to funnel hacking live the, was purely to walk across the stage. And it wasn't to celebrate making a million dollars. It was to honor the person I was two years ago who didn't think she could do it. And so I think it's important. And I think this award and what it represents, it's not the money. 
it's cool, but it's, it's the fact that so many of us are in a place in our life and our business when we start where the idea of, I mean, think about it. Like we talk about a million dollars, like that is the final destination. Like, like, Oh, if I just had a million dollars, like a million dollars, isn't that much like it is, but it's not, mm -hmm. but it's this milestone. And what happens there, it's not that your problems go away. They actually probably get bigger. Spoiler alert. But there's this like glass feeling that shatters when you win that award where all of a sudden you know, not you think, you know you can do anything. And, and it's, it's really I, cool. And I love it because it, it, for me, it, it's almost like entrepreneurship is the greatest personal development tool I you say can that ever have, right? Like verbatim all the time. <laughs> when, you're, when you're talking about this, the, the two comma club, it, it really signifies growth, right? It signifies yes. like what you were, have been able, because you've changed, right? You change as a person to Completely. be able to get to that level. And, um, and just to change gears on this, because I know we talked about it a little bit before with the interview, what was really interesting at speaking to you before the interview is that you did mention that um, not all of the growth that you had had been super positive, right? There has yep. been some stuff that you, you stepped into and you thought, maybe this isn't exactly what I want. Can you share a little bit about that? Totally. So, so like I said, 2018, it was a great year. Like I will remember it for the rest of my life. It just, it was like a wild ride. I'm like, what is actually happening right now. This is just fantastic. And so after that, what starts to happen when you achieve all of your life's goals at 32 years old is you kind of go, okay, cool. Like what do, what do I do now? Like what's, what's the next thing I'm striving for? I, I think it might be Tony Robbins who says like, if like, if you're gr not growing, you're dying or some, some iteration of that. And I really felt that like, yes, there are seasons where like, it's, I, I don't like the word plateau because it doesn't feel good for me, but like there are seasons to coast, right. Where it's like, you're, you find out someone in your family is sick or like you want to take a long vacation or whatever. And like, that's cool. But like plateauing to me implies like stagnation. Like it's not yeah, intentional. Like you hit it and like, you can't get past it. Right. Like, yes. That, that for me was kind of what I started to feel coming on. And so I kind of panicked and I got a little like coach happy. And like, I just kept like, I, I had worked with, with Liz Benny was my first coach. She's amazing. She had helped me with my webinar and develop my course and, and just my belief system. And she changed my entire life or she would probably say she helped me change my entire life. And I kind of was like, I kept looking for the next, I'm like, who's my next Liz Benny? Like, who's the next person I'm going to chase and follow? Who's done what I want to do? And I like kind of kept grabbing at stuff. And so I'd, I'd head down one path and I'd be like five steps in and be like, oh my gosh, I hate this. Like, I don't want to do this. Or I'd be like, I don't even know that my community really wants it. Like I was just getting off track of like center, if that makes sense. Like I, I found myself out of alignment. And I actually spoke to this fantastic guy, uh, Zane Courier, who has been a mindset coach with me off and on uh, through Liz Benny. And I remember a conversation with him where he was like, what if you're the next person you're supposed to follow? And I was kind of like, I'm sorry, that doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't understand what you're saying. It's a little woo-woo like, for me. Like, yeah. And he was kind of like, what if, what if you're just waiting to become the next version of yourself because you actually know your community better than any other coach probably could. And you are already equipped and capable to, to grow into this next iteration and figure out what's next. And so that has been a really painful process. I will not lie. I, you know, when I first started the free mama movement, 
I knew that I was changing sort of, but I was so head down and focused on, on growing and creating and like making things work before they took off that I didn't feel myself changing. It was like, I looked back and I was like, wow, I'm really different. Like I think about the world differently than I did this past year. I was very aware that I was going through kind of a personal growth spurt and, and it was painful because you want well, maybe not everyone, but I'm like a fix it kind of person. I'm like, no, what's the solution? What's the, what's the person I can talk to? What's the book I can read? Like, what's the, uh, and it just doesn't work that way. Sometimes like you just have to live out the journey and, um, it's, it's, it's been a doozy, my friends. <laughs> so, so it kind of sounds like you were almost pulled along the path of what you thought you should do. Right. It's like, okay, I need to make my next million and I need to, you know, go down this other path. And, um, recently I've been doing a lot of work on myself my my inner self like what do i actually want to do like what does my perfect day look like and you know it turns okay. out it's not hustling every single day there's a lot of things that are different so how did you actually get back to your like core self and and get back to that point where you're like what do i really want yeah i think when you're in a pain <laughs> you start to evaluate it and so uh the path that i got led down we'll just call it like it is it was it was into a lot of high ticket stuff you know, it makes sense when you think about a value ladder, like this is where all the money is, this is the growth, but it turns out that I hate fulfilling high ticket stuff. And before anyone listening is like, well, why don't you outsource it? Yeah, I've got two coaches, like I do. I love outsourcing and it still requires my time and attention. And so I just, it's not where I wanna be. I'm hugely focused on impact. I want people in the world to think about the free mama movement the same way they know about the lean in movement and just understanding that it's a different option for women. Um, like, and so my message and my mission is incredibly important to me. Well, that doesn't lend itself very well to a high ticket offer. And it's, and I feel that, that conflict constantly. And so I, it's like going back to the drawing board, right. In terms of, of, of from the business side, what are some strategic things that I can do that I love? Well, I know I love events. I love events, but I can't host a $50,000 event at a hundred dollar tickets if I'm not selling something high ticket. So what does that look like? And literally consulting with people, masterminding with people, getting like in a journal and looking at, it doesn't have to be this one thing. It doesn't have to be coaching and like what, uh, there are other things out there and just trusting yourself. Um, and especially when you're in tune with your, your audience, that, that it's something that can also bring you joy. And I, I share with you by the end of last year, I was just, I was tired. Um, I had gone through all this personal growth. I'd been traveling all year. I hosted my first three day event, which was incredibly successful, but also locked me into a high ticket program that, that felt draining for me. And so I, I, I kind of shut down for a couple of months. I turned all my ads off, even on my automated course, because I just needed to get quiet enough to hear what I wanted. Like you were talking to, it's like, I, there's too, too many emails, too many strike notifications, like too many Facebook lives. I just, I, I want to stop for a minute, not stop, but get quiet. And so I did that and by the end of the year. If you are into like New Year's resolutions or words of the year, I'm kind of a word of the year person because for me, it's like, it's that like core center to come back to. And I shared with you my word for 2020 is joy, which might not seem like a very ambitious or entrepreneurial type term. I mean, it's not optimization or like whatever. You well, know? It, it, it like sits well with me because like my word of the year is presence, being very present that. with people, right? Because yeah. I've been like, just like you said, like head down, like out of the way. And, and I want to be living 
in that present moment where I'm enjoying interactions with people. Somebody said to me recently, he said, what, what are your goals? And he's, and you know, I talked about money and then he said, so what does that look like for you? And, and when was your happiest moment? And I was like, it's when I'm with people. And I described all these situations and he's like, you love the interaction. You love the relationships, not the financial thing that comes from it. And so I love the fact that you say joy because it's like that thing that it centers you, right? It's like, what are you really happy about doing? What do you really want to be pulled towards? And, uh, and I, I'm super curious as well, because you're changing a couple of things up in your personal life as well, right? Can you share a bit about that? Totally. So we are hitting the road. We go in on Monday at time of recording uh, to sign our names to buy an RV. And we are going to, we already got the Jeep Wrangler. It's ready to go to tow in the back behind the C-Class. And we are making a giant loop around the country uh, this summer with, we have three small children, seven, five, and three. So wish us luck. I mean, we know <laughs> what we've signed up for, um, but we're just super excited to show our kids part of the world to do something that, you know, even five years ago, if you would have told me that we were going to do this, I would have been like, that's cute. Like that's no, you know, it seems maybe not risky, but like, it's not, it's not the status quo. It's not what a lot of people are doing. And, um, you know, it's only two months, so hopefully we survive. But something else I shared is that we're going to do, we're going to do pop-up events. Like I want to fit my business into my life, not the other way around. And I feel like this conversation has been coming up in my life a lot lately, especially working with women who are trying to get out of their job. You know, one of the things about a nine to five is like, you have to fit everything else around you being at that job. Your butt has to be in the chair from those hours and your family and your doctor's appointments and your friends and, and whatever, your grocery shopping and your laundry, everything goes around it. And one of the things I love about my business and my life is that I have structured it the exact opposite way. I am living my life and I fit my business into it. Now, luckily I love my business. So it doesn't, it, like I want to do it often. Sometimes I have to pull myself away. Um, but I'm just super excited and it's, it's going to be an adventure if nothing else. <laughs> well, I can definitely feel the excitement just from you talking about it, which is, um, I just think that's amazing. And, and congratulations for taking that step and for figuring out all of these things, right? It can be hard to step away from obligations you've made to actually cut back and, and get rid of that noise and distraction. So I got kind of one final question um, because I know there's going to be people who are listening to this, who are probably feeling in that position that you described, you know, five steps down a path that they thought they look back and they realize that's not what they want. So what would be your kind of takeaway piece of advice for somebody who is down that wrong path and how they can kind of get back to the right path? Yeah. Don't be afraid to constantly reinvent yourself. I know that probably sounds super like Hollywood, but evolve, evolve. Like I don't, I don't have it all figured out. I actually remember I was on a call with someone one time and he was like, so what's like your five-year plan? And I like froze. I was like, I don't, what? <laughs> like that really freaked me out. And I do think that there's probably a time where you, you start to do that. I actually saw Russell post recently, um, maybe after he was at, at something with um, Brendan Burchard, like I've got my 10 year plan. And I think I even messaged him. I was like, could you tell me how to unpack a 10 year plan? Because that feels <laughs> like, like in 10 years, my oldest child will be going to college and we're not ready to think about that. Like, I don't know what that looks like. And, and so I kind of had this freak out, but once I unpacked it, I'm like, as long as I know where my next move is, like, what's my one year plan? Where do I want to go in the next year? 
for me, I like, I don't have a giant corporation. I don't have 300 employees. I don't like, that's not where I'm at yet. And so I feel really solid with the one year plan idea. And even then I allow myself to shift and evolve. You know, if my, if I were married to my plan last year of having to stick with this thing, I would just keep walking down a path of being unhappy, which if you're going to do that, you might as well go back to a job anyway. Right. And so don't be afraid to evolve in my own community. And so they're more at kind of the freelancer service level provider. Um, it's more like, I think I'm going to go down this niche because we don't know what we don't know. And then all of a sudden they see someone like Catherine Jones coming out with Sea of Design School or whatever, and they get hooked into this other opportunity and they have this like identity crisis of like, well, but I already told people I was a copywriter and what are they going to think? And like, I'm kind of known for my tough love. So just like, hang on for a second get over yourself, get over yourself. It's your life. Who cares what other people think? Like, I think that's the biggest, like for me, that was the biggest breakthrough I made that changed the trajectory of, of, of the free mama movement. I remember my very first coaching call with Liz Benny, someone I had looked up to on the internet for years. She didn't even know I existed. I thought we were best friends already. Like it was one of those. <laughs> and she looked at me and she, she literally said, I remember it. I think I even probably have the recording of it. She looked at me and she said, what is the one thing that's going to prevent you from being successful? And I said, I care what other people think about me. And, and just her asking that question and me owning it, I realized how ridiculous it was. This thing that I wanted, yes, the two comma club award, yes, the financial freedom, but more importantly, like the product that I wanted to create and the lives that I wanted to change and the community that I want to build and the opportunities that I wanted for myself and my family and my clients. Like, was I really going to let other people's opinion of me prevent that like an entire shift in my world? And I think when you look at like that, like you really do, you have to just make that decision to get over it. So get over it. And like, if, if that's your hangup, if it's a mindset thing, like it's a decision. And so, you know, you're one decision away. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that guys. You are just one free mama away. That's all you need to be so successful. In life. So I love that. So Lauren, thank you so much. I've had so much fun on this interview. I'm just thrilled for everything you're doing. I just, Love everything about your community and you. I think you rock. I love your family. I love how everybody loves your husband on Instagram. It's one of my favorite things to see. They like literally just they adore him and idolize him, which I think is an amazing, amazing do you thing. Know, do you know why? <laughs> I, can, I can guess why, but please share. Please share. Well, he's awesome. But on Instagram, the reason everybody loves him is because I tend to post in my stories. He, my husband gets up at 5 a.m. every single day and goes to the gym, but he leaves our family out breakfast. And so I post a picture of what's for breakfast and every day he writes down like a dad joke. Dad jokes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Incredible. Plus he's just like a good man. So, you know, I traveled all last year. He was mission control for our family and um, I could not have done anything I've done without him. Wow. I love that. I can't wait for the cloning upsell for the husbands. I think that's going to be great. So <laughs> we get hashtag like, where's the free daddy program? Like all the time and like free mama husband support group. Like, yeah, we're, it's a thing. It's going to be a thing. Amazing. I love that so much. So Lauren, um, I bet there's going to be a ton of people literally clawing at my eyes saying, how do I find this person? And her amazing husband. So where is the best place for people to connect with you and just to find out more about the whole free mama movement? That's awesome. The best place to follow along is on Instagram at Lauren Golden Free Mama. But the best place to like hang out with me is inside of our Facebook group. You can search the free mama movement on Facebook.
Amazing. Lauren, thank you so much for being on here. And I just can't wait to see what you get up to this year. And who knows, maybe we'll bump into one of your free RV meetups. Yes, that sounds amazing. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Take care, Lauren. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com. And then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.